listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. And just like that, we're back for another episode of Solid Saturday's Prayer and Inspiration. And I want to thank y'all for joining. So excited that we get to continue this conversation about men and masturbation. Are y'all getting something from this? It's my prayer that you are. And I know because of the information that's going out that you guys are. So I'm not going to give this long introduction. Let's just go ahead and dive in because we're already in there, right? All right. So I want to ask you this. How does Mm. masturbation affect one's relationship with God or does it affect their relationship with God? It does. So self-indulgence, adultery of the mind and fornication, mainly more fornication than anything else. But even still, those three are still forms of sin. And anything that is sin is always going to separate us from God. Mm. Point blank and period. Mm -hmm. So how does that how does masturbation affect? It is because sometimes we worship that moment more than we worship God we find more gratitude in that than in, and I know this sounds crazy to some people, but it's gratifying at that moment, but it's almost the same kind of intimacy you would share in that moment with God. You know what I'm Mm. saying? Like you're, you're sharing a intimate moment with God and you just don't, you don't want to leave that spot. You don't want to leave where you're at. You don't want to, it's the same mindset with masturbation, except it's on a whole different other scale. And it's more obviously more sexual than anything else. You know, also in Leviticus, the reason why that was written was because sometimes people, they were equate sex with worship in a sense, Mm -hmm. and they would find themselves having sexual intercourse with temple prostitutes. In the ancient world, it was common to worship the gods, small G-O-Ds, right, Mm -hmm. by having sex with temple prostitutes. God did not want this association in his worship, and that's why there was a separation between that and the real worship of God. These are things that are not talked about because it's taboo in the church. You know what I'm saying? But I am a person where I love knowledge and I love history and I love to know why I am doing what I am doing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's so true what you're saying that you don't talk about it much, but we kind of need to just throw that out the window because if it's so prevalent in our society today, then we need to switch what we're talking about. Why are we preaching the same things to people that have heard the same message time after time after time after time after time after time time with the same outcome after time again when there's such a fresh harvest out there that's waiting to hear something new? We quote the scripture all the time and it's really not new. But anyway, Mm -hmm. we quote the scripture all the time that, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you see it? But Mm -hmm. I think that people don't see it. (laughs) We quote it, but we don't see it. We complain about the new thing that God wants to do because we're like, why are they doing that? Well, this is God showing like you need to change what you're talking about. I have a new harvest that I want to bring and you're not in alignment with my agenda. You in alignment with your church agenda. Mark seven, right? Mark seven, one through nine. Jesus criticized the Pharisees, right? Because they had an overemphasis of ceremonial cleanliness and there was a lack of regard for internal cleanliness. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes when people get so situated and caught up and set in their mindset of what they feel 
is a God thing, they will overemphasize one thing. And Jesus says, that's not where my emphasis is. My yes. emphasis isn't on the on the outside, it's on the inside. Because you can have no dirt on the outside and be filthy inside. Mm-hmm. And for so long, hear me, because this is this is where it's going. For so long, we've placed so much focus on outward cleanliness that we never dealt with the internal dirtiness that we have inside of us. And that's why you have believers that are struggling and addicted because as long as the outside is clean, nobody will ever know that I am a horrible addict and I need help both from the spiritual aspect and from the therapeutic aspect from every aspect available because I was told to look clean on the outside, but there was no emphasis with cleanliness on the inside. That's a fresh word right there. Y'all I'm just sitting here shaking my head. And this is why we have people that struggle and are struggling to the day because they were told to master their proclivity and not really clean their heart. Because when you clean your heart, when you clean your mind and clean your heart, you master that that issue. Why? Because you don't want to do it no more. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So instead of focusing on the outside, I think a lot of us have to do some introspective work. And look at our hearts and minds and say, God, created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me, God. I just, like David, David was a man that was holy, but still had struggles. And I think that painting that picture to people that are believers and non-believers will allow them to feel less stressed about the struggle that they're dealing with. And I'm not saying that to say that they could be comfortable and complacent with the struggle. I'm not saying that because of that. Mm. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and the enemy, he don't have to do anything to make us feel worse because we are worse on ourselves. And this goes back to even why I do these topics on this podcast, mm-hmm. because we need to be aware of our struggles and not ignore mm-hmm. it. And a lot of people wait until God exposes our struggle to everybody before we do what we need to do to get any type of help. And by the time it's exposed on that level, then it's easier for you to slip into depression and all these other things that is a greater weight on you. So, I mean, if y'all don't get nothing else from this episode, like... Be aware, you know, of your struggle. There are so many things that you could get from this episode. But I think the core thing is that my heart really goes out to people that are ashamed and they're living in shame, guilt, condemnation, because they know what their inside looks like, but it's not acceptable to the church. People link church and God, right? So that means that it's not acceptable to God when the truth is you are aware of it because God is making you aware so that you can bring it to him. So if not for anything, once you become aware, bring every struggle to God so that he can do the work. There's nothing you can do. I love what you said, Pastor Bird, about how intimacy level with Mm -hmm. masturbation mirrors the intimacy that God wants you to have with him, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that because in the moment of masturbation, and you said it, you don't want to leave this place because you have so much relief from what you're giving yourself. The focus is on what you can do for yourself. But in that place with God, when you have intimacy with him, the focus is completely on him and what he can do for you. Yeah. When you really are seeking to be satisfied in a sense, what is the object of satisfaction for you? Mm -hmm. Because for me, you know, obviously being married, there is an object of satisfaction. But as it relates to the spiritual aspect, there's nothing more satisfying than knowing that my God is pleased with me. There is a sense of joy. There's a sense of peace. There's a sense of life. There's a sense of of happiness that comes knowing that my father in heaven is satisfied 
for the most part with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the focal point of satisfaction, when you kind of learn how to pivot off that and learn how to really focus on that, it'll really bring context to your relationship with Christ in that you will now find yourself doing things that will build the relationship and the intimacy with him, as opposed to giving focal point to whatever it is that you're dealing with as it pertains to masturbation. Again, there are some long lasting effects that even as a 39 year old pastor, I still deal with, struggle with, you know, if I look at certain things too long, it kind of trigger certain memories or certain thoughts and certain, you know what I'm saying? Certain videos, you know, then that's, that's just me being honest and real. Most people won't vocally say that because it makes them seem like they're weak or something like that. But how I've just put perspective to it is that, you know, God already knows what I'm dealing with. God already knows the issues that I'm dealing with. And he's given me enough grace like he did, Paul. Uh, he's given me enough grace to handle it, to to roll with it, whether, you know, whether I like it or not. You know what I mean? You don't just shake off the effects of that. There are levels of entrapments that you're trying to get out of just so that you can have a clear mind. You know what I mean? And like most other issues, it's just one thing that a boom. And it's like a down effect. Boom, 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 boom. And then you're trying to find yourself trying to get. So what's the best way to avoid it? By avoiding it, by not even getting anywhere remotely close to anything that looks like that. It's easy to get into and hard to get out of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy to get into, hard to get out of. And Mm -hmm. with the help of the Lord and, you know, discipline, you can do it. Yeah. So in addition to what you just said, I think that accountability is really necessary as well. Being accountable. Oh, no, it's it's a major thing. It's a major thing. Even putting parameters around your own self. And that takes discipline. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean, like troubleshooting your Internet so that when you go on certain pornographics, like it stops you and tells you, no, 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 you can't do this. You know what I mean? I mean, that's showing an initiative to be accountable to your deliverance or your, you know, your process or whatever you want to call it so that it doesn't lead to masturbation. You know what I'm saying? Some people are superhuman and, you know, they got delivered one day and the next day they're cool. I can't say that. Let me just go on record by saying I cannot say that because my stuff happened in a process. I was going to say that. I believe it's all a process. If you have years of stuff from whatever it is that you struggled with, Mm -hmm. you could have been delivered. I believe maybe in an instant, but you still have residue of different behaviors, different things that can ultimately lead you back to that same thing. So there does have to be some type of discipline in place so that you can get rid of that residue and really begin to be fully delivered, fully. Because there's a difference between being healed, delivered, and then you being whole. Right. We deceive ourselves by offering a part of us to God and making it seem like he doesn't see the hidden parts of us. Where did that mindset come from? Adam and Eve. Yes. As it is then, it is now. We have that mindset that I'm only going to offer to God what I show him, even though I'm dealing with all this hidden stuff in my heart, because in my mind, I feel that he's just going to focus on what's in my hand and not what's in my heart. Stop fooling yourself. God sees past what's in your hand. The stuff that you're going to offer to God, don't don't insult God like that, y'all. Don't do that. He sees past that. He knows yes. you. He knows your he knows. Listen, anybody that knows the very count of hair on your head, you got to know he knows you. Anything that I'm saying on this podcast is stuff that I lived off of. It's not stuff that I'm just kind of throwing in the air like it's stuff that I've been in a position before. And that's not a good position to be in where you feel like you're fooling God and you're really fooling yourself. Mm. Let's go back to Adam and Eve. When when the enemy tells them, are you really going to die? 
if you eat this? The deceptive nature of the enemy is to make you think that what can kill you can really actually just make you a little more alive. Just live a little. As men, we like to, we're visual. Yeah. We're visual men. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're vocal, but we're definitely visual. So the enemy knows. I can't, I can't get at you with things being said, so I got to get at you with things being seen. I hope y'all listening because this right here, this got the oil all on it. When you think about masturbation as well, it's almost like a pressure cooker. It relieves the pressure, but it's, the water's still boiling. Yeah. That's what masturbation is. It don't yeah. relieve that sexual desire. It makes it even worse, actually, at the, as it builds up. So for those who say, oh, I just got to... Okay, yeah, but in two minutes when you still feel froggy, then what? These are all things that came into my mindset as I was going through this process of deliverance and process of maturity, because you can't be delivered and not be mature about it. You got There has to be some type of growth, because if you're not understanding your perspective and growing and being mature about it, you'll always be that 11-year-old kid that got addicted to it, and you'll be 11 at 43. Okay, mic drop. If you're really deep involved addicted masturbation takes up all of your life and all your day you think all day about it you think all night about it some people that there are some people that are so addicted they can't go to work there are some people that are they can't they can't function as a human they can't function as a human because they are so caught up in this struggle and again my heart is to everybody that is struggling silently it's nothing worse then when you struggle silently because you don't have no words, you don't have the words to define how you feel or what you're struggling with, but then also you don't know how to vocalize your struggle. Am I perfect? No. Am I going to make mistakes? Yeah, probably so. But you want to know what has me at an advantage against the enemy is that I am honest and real with my yes. heart to God. And every yes. time I say, God, I'm struggling, or every time I say, God, I feel it again, or every time I say, God, wait a minute, it's a trigger, or every time I say, uh-uh, sorry, God, every time I deal with anything specifically as it pertains to what, what, what had me bound, mm-hmm. I'm always honest with myself and with God. Yeah. Because where can I run? that he don't know that I'm there. Where can I where can I possibly dwell that he can't see my heart, my mind or my actions? Somebody please answer that for me. There is no answer because he can see all. He can see all. He can see all. Listen, this all results back to basically you not ignoring where you're at. Yes. Absolutely. Going back to what we we're talking about like being honest with God, right? Okay, so why wouldn't David say purge me with hyssop if he knew that he didn't have a struggle? Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. I'm just reading from the CSB, right? Again, this is go this goes back into what Pastor Tiff said about, you know, being honest with God and, you know, just being real with yourself. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me against you. You alone have I sinned. You could stop right there. The point that he said so that he is conscious of his sin. That part. <laughs> that part. Because what I was going to say is that I think a lot of people, they ignore the real struggle of it all because of the, the shame or maybe the perceived shame that's attached to your struggle. But there's so much freedom in acknowledging your struggle because when you acknowledge it, 
then you literally give it up to God because you can't do nothing with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only He can do something with it. Psalm fifty-one. That's all. I just I just want to say that you know even David you know had to be real with himself. And yeah. again, when you're honest with God and honest with your situation and your struggle, you'll have that same outcome. And you want to know what the reason why this is important is because God honored David because of his honesty between him and him him and God. Thank you so much, Pastor Bert, for sharing your testimony and giving us so much as the Lord was giving it to you. I, I really am confident that those that are listening, they got something, you know, from this and it touched in so many different ways. Before we pray, there's just one thing that I want to ask you, because mm-hmm. with us becoming more aware of our struggles, how can the church or the kingdom of God create a place for people who are struggling in this area to feel safe with coming forth and being healed and whole? I feel that there there has to be some sort of commonality, if you will, where we don't make it seem like we never struggled with anything in our lives before. Again, growing up Pentecostal, growing up in the holiness upbringing, that was a thought process that we never struggled with absolutely nothing. And that builds a false hope for people. You know what I mean? Like y'all ain't telling us the whole truth because some of y'all, although you may not have done anything unimpure, some of y'all like to gossip. Some of y'all like to do that. You know what I'm saying? So there, there has to be a, a, a form of relevancy um, you don't got to tell everybody your business, but for the sake of saving someone, tell your testimony. Revelation says it best. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by what else? By the word of our testimony. The blood has already been shed. So what's missing? Your testimony. I think being relevant with people and letting them know that there is an open space for them to speak their issues, struggle, truth, etc., without judgment. I think that's going to make people more open to speak and to share you're not judgmental with people and when you affirm them that i'm not perfect like you know like you aren't you know what i'm saying there is a level of commonality in in that it helps them to open up to you and for them to listen to whatever it is that you're telling them as a spirit of god gives you okay so you have that then you also have the fact that i believe that that churches should teach you know the biblical principle of sex from a biblical aspect and from a natural aspect. There needs to be a holistic teaching of sex from the body of Christ's point of view. The only view that we see is the one that culture and society tells us about. At the end of the day, somebody is dying because of a lack of knowledge. Think about that. Not because they're this sinful person, they're dying because they don't know no better. How does it how does it look like we have the knowledge but won't share it? Yes. You don't want blood on your hands. Oh. You have we expect pastors to and they should be held at a different a higher standard, but at the same time, Correct. you can also have blood on your hands based on how you operate in your sphere of influence. Because True. that's leading people as well. We have to basically give people a reason to trust us. Because mm. trust builds and- safety. And And think about that. Yeah. In 2022, we have to give people a reason to trust the church. (laughs) Think about that. Yeah. We have to give we have to give a reason for these people that are going to come to us to trust us when they should automatically feel I can go to them and trust them at the same time. I'll leave that alone. Mm -hmm. Pastor Bert, thank you so much again. Can you just thank you so much, um, Pastor? 
Oh, it was an honor to have you on. But before you go, can you please lead those who are listening? Just lead us all in prayer, however Holy Spirit leads you, but especially those that may be struggling in this area, if you will, just lead us all in prayer. Sure. Kind God, we just thank you for uh, the opportunity that we we uh, shared on today, God, uh, through this session about men and masturbation. God, we thank you because, uh, Lord, you are in charge of all of all of these things. God, you you have total control of all these things. And even the situations that we are dealing with, God, you know all of them before we even present them to you, God. And so, so Father, I just pray and I ask God in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would just uh, help those that may be struggling right now uh, to overcome and to grow and to mature. Uh, from the place where they're at, God, and to ultimately see you in all of this, Father. We just pray and we ask, God, uh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just uh, help those that may be addicted, uh, those that may be struggling, God. We pray that you would break every trap and uh, and trick set by the enemy that would try to have them to fall back into those situations, God. We just pray and we ask, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, for your leading and your guiding, your direction, oh God. Father, we pray that you would help us, Father God, to change our focal point of satisfaction into you, a relationship with you and intimacy with you, God, as opposed to uh, the act and, and the things that uh, lead us to masturbation. Father, we just pray and we ask God in Jesus' name, Lord, uh, for every person that's struggling sexually, oh God, I just pray, Father God, that they would find peace and comfort in you uh, and in your presence, God. I pray that they uh, would would change their focal point, change their uh, their their position, Father God, and focus totally on you, God. Set their hearts on things above, uh, set their mind on things above, uh, set their set their whole perspective on you, God. Because Father, if our focus is on you, we won't sink, God. We won't fail, God, because we know, God, that you'll be in control of. We know that you will lead us and guide us. Um, the Bible even declares in Proverbs, Father, that we should acknowledge you in all our ways and you'll direct our path, God. And so, Father, we just pray and we ask, God, in the name of Jesus, for the person that's uh, going through right now, God, I just pray, God, that you would just uh, put it in their hearts, God, to have them to remember, God, Father God, that you uh, you have all things in your control, God, that you uh, you change situations and you change uh, outlooks and perspectives, God. And Father, I just pray and I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that, uh, that you would break the hands of the enemy even now, God. Again, Father, I just pray against everything not like God that would try to influence and impact the people that are listening on today, God. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, that your grace and your mercy would just cover now, God, uh, for those that are struggling, God. I pray, Father God, that you would just give them uh, the, the, the aspect, give them the focal point, Father God, that they would, Father God, just uh, uh, learn how to uh, release the situation and, and, and be able to, to really uh, hold on to you and your unchanging hand, God. We just pray and we ask, God, Lord, that you will move even now, God, breaking everything not like God in anybody, Father God, that's listening to this uh, podcast, God. We pray, Father, that you would just move by your spirit and by your power. Father, I pray for peace, God. I pray for, for joy. I pray for confidence, God. Father, I just pray and I ask in Jesus' name that you would just release uh, such a spirit of of joy to these that are listening, God, for those that are depressed, for those that are down, God, those that are downtrodden, those that are going through, God. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that even as they're listening to this, they'll feel your presence, God, covering them and, and hovering over them, God, and just being around them and surrounding them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just thank you, God. We know that we can come to you with any struggle, God, and you'll uh, give us the wisdom that we need. And so, Father, we just pray and we ask, God, uh, that, you know, we cast our cares, just like you said in Peter, Father God, uh, that we cast our cares on you because you care for us. We thank you, God, first and foremost, for caring for us and for loving us when we didn't love ourselves. And Father, I just pray and I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would just give those strength right now that are listening to uh, let go of this situation and hand it over to you, God, and for them to obey you fully. In Jesus' name, we pray and give you thanks and glory. Amen. 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 Thank you again, Pastor Bert, for that powerful prayer. Listen. 
if y'all didn't get anything from these episodes then listen to it again because there's so much in here and there's so much life that was just given today so i'm super 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 grateful and excited to see the transformation from different people or even just hear about it from different people that may listen to this episode but before we end pastor bert i want to give you an opportunity to share with listeners how they can follow you i'm on facebook roberto carlos cintron find me there ig i believe the name is rcc 1982 you can email me at libertyfaithchurch22 at gmail.com uh, and uh, I'll, I'll reply back to you, get back to you, give you my number and all the other great stuff. You know, we're here to serve. You know, we're here to serve, not to be served, but we're here to serve like Jesus did. So find me on Facebook, Instagram, or even through the email. And uh, I just pray that you all were blessed by this. Thank you all so much for listening. Love it, love it, love it. Listen. What you hear from this man of God now is who he is. Uh, Like I said, I've known him for over 20 years now. And the humility you hear from his voice, that's exactly who he is. He means what he says. So if you're struggling with this, please don't do it alone. Or if you know someone that is struggling with this, please don't. You ain't got to struggle alone. You got people here that are ready to give you Jesus the way that they received him in their struggle. So access that. This is your lifeline. So anyway, thank you all so much for joining us today. It is my prayer that you guys were able to receive this powerful prayer and also receive the message that was given today. And because we serve such a faithful and loving God, it gives me full and complete confidence that you did receive it. And because of that, I have full confidence that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.